You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Welcome back to Batuta Advocate Radio Show, recording here live on Desert Rock FM. You're joined, of course, by myself, Clancy Overall, editor of the Batuta Advocate, and it's just me today as host. The other two fellas had to go talk to a man about a dog, um, so it's just me holding the fort here, which is great because uh, I'm an expert in... Uh, the topics we're going to be covering today. There's a lot going on in this country in terms of the cultural front. Brisbane has an Olympics coming up, which is just great news. I wonder what their opening and closing ceremony is going to look like. I don't know. Powderfinger may be a start. If those boys have still got it in them in 10 years' time, I reckon they'd uh, cut a paycheck to reunite for that one. And, um, you know, a lot's going on, and it's great. We've freed ourselves from the shackle of, I guess... Channel 9's Australia, where uh, everything was hunky-dory, everyone was slightly brown, but only because they spent a lot of time in the sun. And, um, you know, we used to say things like shrimp, which no one's ever said in Australia. Uh, Shrimp on the barbie, obviously market to Americans, that one. But, you know, there is a changing face. Uh, You know, we saw that in the election. Don't want to talk about that too much, but we, we definitely saw a greater spread and and like I say we've had some guests on here talking about Australian hip-hop and how that has developed uh, in leaps and bounds throughout the pandemic another world another genre that has done the same in this country is uh hardcore hardcore punk some may say I don't know how you guys feel about that what would you say hardcore punk works hardcore hardcore punk rocks hardcore punk works too yeah 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 Josh and Jim from Speed thank you for joining us Thanks for having Thank us, bro. You, now, I want to talk to you guys. You are in a genre that mainstream media won't ever admit this in this country, but hardcore is, uh, Australia is an engine room for it. Australia does have clout in this shit right around the world. Can you tell us how you discovered it? Was it you discovered it here in Australia or you discovered it from overseas? What were the influences? Yeah, we discovered it here. I mean, I just turned 30, Gems, about to turn 30, and... Half a lifetime ago for us, um, hardcore was fucking huge in Australia. Um, And that really came off the back of two bands, Parkway Drive Mm -hmm. and I Killed the Prom Queen. Mm -hmm. Both blew up like early, mid-2000s and with them just brought this whole sweep of um, just local hardcore bands. It was massive. Like it was all ages. You know, you could see bands like every weekend in the suburbs, like at youth centres, wherever and so that's how we got into it it was it was always australian first but it was it was an underground tapestry of this shit happening it was never really covered you'd think you know the way pub rock gets fucking spoken about in this country cold chisel and and you know that's not i'm not criticizing these bands they're very talented artists of that era but it was at a time when media was running alongside the culture you know Mm -hmm. in the 80s and and 70s you know these that's what people were doing they were going to pubs and watching bands like this and that was what was on the radio and that was what was in the stadiums you guys kind of had to exist, as you said, in youth centres. Even yeah. though everyone was doing it, it just wasn't given the nod. Yeah. And, I like, man, by definition, I think it is meant to be something that's on the fringe, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, Absolutely. It's extreme music. You know, the way people engage with it is super extreme. So it makes sense that it's kind of, you know, doesn't quite fit the mould uh, in terms of, like, the, the media landscape in Australia. Yeah. And that's, honestly, as, as participants in the community, like, we kind of prefer it that way, yeah. I think. 
100%. Yeah. I think what, what you're saying as well in terms of like Australia having a reputation around the world mm-hmm. with a hardcore, that definitely comes from the Parkway effect. Yeah. And it's interesting. I feel like you probably don't necessarily understand this as like a layman or like a civilian that's looking in on like mm-hmm. this type of music. You know, you know, like your common man is like, oh, that's fucking Satan worshiping music or just yeah. like devil music or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I know you're not that far. I know you're not that far removed, you know what I'm saying? But I just mean that like Australia actually has like a really good reputation for like Australian metal yeah. and like metalcore. Yeah. But it's like different to the world that we operate in. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to communicate that, mm-hmm. like the difference yeah. or the distinction. But I would definitely say that like what we're involved with in, in like in speed and, and, and the wheelhouse of our bands is yeah. it's very much underground. And as it's, 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 it should be, it's, yeah. hard, it's hardcore, it's like yeah. it meant to be. So tell me, what can you say? I mean, it's hard to articulate because it's something you love and you, you, you haven't ever had to explain it um, mm. because you've never been able to. Can you explain what it is about a show, whether you're playing or in the crowd? I know a lot of people in this day and age will see MMA on the screen at a pub Sunday afternoon and they'll see someone's head getting fucking kicked in. You know, like <laughs> yeah. suburban families, old people walking in seeing that going, what is this? Like, what is this bloodlust? Mm. And having said that, I was one of them. I went to one of the fights and I saw every move. I got to learn that how the crowd responds to the particular art form as it's happening. It's yeah. violent, whatever. It's dangerous, but there's something going on there that everyone there can see. For sure. What do you see in a hardcore gig? It is a spectacle for sure. And look, on this topic, bro, it's funny because it's now what you're saying in terms of more people having more visibility on what's happening. Mm. Like it definitely comes down to like the algorithms and that. But for us, as we know it, you know, for people who are involved in the scene, like this is like common nature. It's yeah. it's a spectacle because it's kind of a, a subgenre and a subculture which exists where the expression is literally moshing. Yeah. Like you mosh. Yeah. And I know it looks completely ridiculous. It looks like completely far-fetched and it is. It's yeah. like the dumbest thing on earth. Yeah. But it really is one of those things. I think everyone, a lot of people can kind of affiliate with something in their life where it's like if you don't know if you know you know and yeah. if you don't you, you just don't yeah. and i think the fact that like if you listen to hardcore music you know typically a lot of it sounds shit. Yeah. it's meant to yeah. like it sounds like it's either recorded like on a tape or like on a usb mic or whatever and a lot of people don't understand that or they hear it and they just think that it all sounds the same yeah um and it's because it's made for a live setting it's meant yeah. to be experienced mm. in there so it's, yeah. it's violent it's aggressive it's extreme it's all of those things pretty much imagine just a whole bunch of animals yep. being unleashed into a cage where they can do whatever they want. Yep. But the beauty of it, bro, the beauty of it is that, and this is the part that people don't understand until they're fully immersed in it and educated within it, is that there is a culture and a very tangible culture and community that's very much linked to this, where the music is hugely built around the participation of the individual. Yep. And the people that are on stage are just as important as the people that's on the ground. Yep. You know, moshing is just as important if not it's probably more important bro than whatever the people are actually doing on the stage yep. it's a very symbiotic experience where everybody is sharing this same expression of passion and unfiltered aggression yep. but for the most part it's positive mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i mean there's something to it i mean it looks like there's a pressure valve you know there's there's people that do different things some people drive fast cars you know some people do a whole range of things on the evenings and, and on the weekend to uh, to find what you guys are obviously um, finding there, both in the stage and in the crowd. Can I ask you this? Where was your first mosh pit? Like uh, as a band or as like as a just, no, as a as, as a participant in the in the crowd. I mean, it sounds like you remember. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was a place called Yo-Yo's Youth Center in French's Forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was watching a band called Carpathian from Melbourne. I think 14, 15 years old. 
two stepping, getting pulled out of the pit by older dudes so they could take the spot that I was moshing in. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. Mm-hmm. That that was like the that was like the golden age for us, I think. Yeah. But that was my first show, yeah, it was fucking awesome. What were you? First show was at um the forum, which I think is now called the Hi Fi. Yeah. And it was Parkway Drive's headline shows. This is two thousand six. And it was Parkway Drive. And like nowadays they play just like metal shows and big whatever shows. But back then they were touring strictly with pretty much hardcore bands. Parkway Drive, Her Nightmare, Jungle Fever, Stronghold. And um, I got a black eye that night. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I, like for the first, for many of the sh- for many of the first few shows I would go to, I was getting black eyes because there was a thing that was really popular back then. Like mosh, believe it or not, man, there is style to moshing. <laughs> is there rules? Yeah. De- yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. bro. Definitely. And it's, yeah. and it's self-regulated. It's mm-hmm. self-regulated. It's, it's the other thing about it, which we can get into. But anyways, one of the trends back then was headwalking, where like, it's essentially like, you try and walk on as step on as many heads as you can when you stage dive. Like you're, yeah. you're trying to, you know, do that thing. And that was like a big thing back then. And so being a kid at my first few shows, I was like always up the front trying to get the mic whenever. So I just head walked every show. So that's why I was getting a black eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just getting stepped on. Like walking over cattle at a bull sale. Just <laughs> Now I, uh, I want to talk about this um, other kind of community you've opened up is allowing Asian kids in Australia to take part in this. Many people probably didn't feel the permission. I know this sounds like this community is open to everyone when you when you went along, yeah. but a lot of people don't know that. You know, mm. A lot of people yeah. don't know that. So Speed as a band represents something right now and will forever. You know, This is a face of Asian men in Sydney City um, and in Australia doing something that they can do. Have you felt that? Have you felt that influence? Have you felt that? Is, is your crowd any different to that Parkway Drive gig at the Forum? Yeah, yeah it is. You know, it, it, it was, it, look, it wasn't something that, this was not meant to be a political band in the sense yeah. that I wasn't, we weren't trying to champion this more so than we were just trying to be ourselves and yeah. put ourselves out there. But traditionally, hardcore has been very male dominated, very, you know, white cisgendered male kind of yeah. dominated and whatever. And for us, it was very intentional that like I, I didn't have that experience of feeling you know alienated from the scene or whatever I was always tokenized for sure like you, yeah. you know it was me and B-Chan and Dennis pretty much and like the three of us were pretty much some of the only agents that we you, you, you knew if you knew agents you knew you, you knew there was one agent over, around yeah. but still I didn't necessarily feel ostracized or yeah. whatever but now that we're in the positions that we're in we're very aware that not everyone had the same experience yeah. you know so we're just trying to harness that. Yeah. And so like from the demo, you know, we put a photo of ourselves on the cover and it's because it was important that like people can hear the music and think that maybe it's an American band or whatever. Yeah. But we wanted people to see, you know, what we look like yeah. and, 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 you know, what we do and especially coming from Australia. Because I think as well, the other thing that's intentional too, actually, is just like the perception of Australians. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone outside of Australia has a pretty warped perception, yeah. just like you do about everything, yeah. everyone else. So that was intentional and, and, and it's been it's been pretty amazing to see the impact yeah. like um participation bro i've got way more asian friends right now since starting speed than i ever did my whole life yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. like fully and, it, yeah. and it's mad it's yeah. a sick it's sick for me it's sick for my friends and my family that are involved yeah. with this and from the the feedback we've been getting from people it has been like it has been very very profound um yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't something that i that we ever foresaw but well you didn't go recruiting asian guys for the band did you like you no no, no, no. i mean aaron who plays bass my brother yeah. and dennis is my other brother yeah. but like not my blood brother but like i've yeah. known dennis for you know 10 15 years now whatever through going to shows so i mean that's that's even more i guess pure for these kids that are coming along that this just happened and this can just happen 
Well, it was never, yeah, it was never meant to be tokenized. Yeah. You know, and it was funny, bro, on that topic, like we spoke about for ages that we were going to start an all Asian band yeah. for many, many years, yeah. many, many, many years. <laughs> and it was like, because you could, because there was like five of us, <laughs> like around the country. But um, that's just an exaggeration. And then, and, then, and then when you did do it, you didn't mean to do it. <laughs> no, but when we did it, I was like, I guess I didn't know how to exp- express it as well. Yeah. I think, you know, I think when you're growing up in it, especially in those that, in that time, like I didn't know what you, you, I think a lot of people, you don't know what you're experiencing. You know, you know, you don't know that like, I didn't know what the word tokenized meant. Yeah. I just knew that like, I didn't want to start an Asian band because it's kind of cringe, yeah. but I didn't know why. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would have been sick to do it, mm. but like, I didn't, didn't know why. And also like, you know, now being at my age, like it's not my experience, bro. Yeah. Like Josh yeah. is my best friend. Yeah. You know? and, 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 and you know, like it's because of, it, it didn't never came down to this when we were when we were growing up, but yeah. like Josh is the white dude. So yeah, so yeah. you you two grew up together, more or, or less. Yeah, yeah, we've known each other since we were like twelve, thirteen. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I want to ask about your role now as um, in this as an ally, <laughs> as the ally, as, <laughs> as, as a Chinese ally. Is that what we're doing? What instrument are you playing? They don't hide you at the back, do they? <laughs> I mean, sometimes. <laughs> it's actually so fucking funny, bro. It's so hilarious. It's, the roles are really sweet. It's so they? fucking funny, and I don't like. It's like always growing up. People always get me mixed up with someone else. It's like oh, yeah. like if if, if B Chan, our other homie, used to sing in a, like a, another hardcore band, and I, I I wasn't. Anyway, people would always come up to me and think I'm the singer yeah. or like or that, or they think that I'm him and he played bass in another band, Legions, and they think I'm him or whatever. So the whole time with people getting us two mixed up, even though we don't look anything alike, yeah. and then now it's like. Josh just thinks that he's he just, that people just think he's just any other white cunt. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. anyone's like he's yeah. he's Rudzia photographer or he's he's like Dude. his other book. Like, so funny. I don't actually even feel bad because it's like you know now you know. Me, yeah, no, <laughs> now you know. You joke about it, but that's one hundred percent what goes through my head when that happens. Yeah. I'm just like these motherfuckers. Yeah, man. I can I can take but these looks. Yeah, I'm always like fuck. That's that's what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Josh is the token white guy in speech. Yeah, no, straight up, straight up. And Kane, I mean, come on. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, honestly, the amount of times we're like, yeah, like we were we. Were in the states and um we played a show and there was this kid with a record waiting out the front at the end he was like oh i'm trying to get everyone from speed to to sign this record and he's looking at it, there's like jem's brother aaron's like right on the front jem's obviously the singer everybody knows what he looks like and so he's got their he's got their signatures on his record and he's literally standing next to me and kane he's like do you guys know anybody else that plays in speed <laughs> It's a roadie. That's <laughs> fucked. He's in Australia on a holiday. Just came yeah. <laughs> I want to also ask the merch I've been seeing, Speed. Is that font the old Chinese restaurant? Is that what we're going with there? <laughs> Pretty I much, mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. yeah that's all I, all I can think when I see that is Golden Dragon, Dubbo, you know what I mean? Or one of those towns. Like, that. that's the font that you would traditionally 100%. see. It is. It yeah. is. Like, we, we're tangling this, you know. But yeah. it was... um. That's actually meant to be. So my brother Aaron, in, 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 he has a brand called Del Sado, mm. and he has a shirt that is Sado that's in that font. Yeah. And we like the exact exact same kind of layout, and yeah. we were just doing a rip of a Sado shirt, which is just a rip of a Chinese Australian yeah. restaurant, mm. as you yeah. said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I want to also kind of explore this feeling that you must be feeling now in the last year. I mean, the last two years. I remember seeing the first one four show. It was um, by chance I was there. Some people might remember it. They haven't played many shows in Australia. But I do remember it. And I remember it was probably the most people they'll ever have on stage, ever, was on stage with them. And I remember seeing something happening in that moment down Marrickville Way. This is launching right now. It's probably already happened. You guys are in the midst of that. How does that feel? And what do you put it down to? You've got some, obviously, the music is doing its job. The visuals are, are red hot. But you're, you're moving around as well. Like you're straight in the mix. You've already been overseas. 
Yeah. I mean, we're operating as a hardcore band. Yeah, you know, yeah. At the end of the day, like, we're our goals and like the framework that yeah. we exist in like is very much dictated by what we've grown up yeah. seeing other hardcore bands yeah. do um and so we're we're just kind of trying to tick those sort of boxes but it's just happening at such a rate that yeah. um you know it's it's obviously kind of hard to uh keep control of yeah. I, I, look even the fact that you just said that is the spin out barrier. yeah it's crazy because definitely you got to understand for people who probably a lot of people who listening maybe who don't know what hardcore is bro like this has been an underground subculture that has always you know kind of had a certain ceiling to it mm-hmm. you know and a lot of the beauty of the culture and the community that we have comes from this experience and what we know mm-hmm. and we've only just like been realizing this really in the last couple months pretty much since probably about july when we mm-hmm. went to sound and fury in la and played it that this is not something that's just happening to speed this is like a moment for hardcore globally mm-hmm. okay, for the right. genre that yep. is mm-hmm. the genre is now it's doing something that's completely unprecedented. Yeah. Like, as this is meant to be fully underground, bro. Yeah. And 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 as amazing and incredible as it is that we are like and, and overwhelming, like really overwhelming, yeah. <laughs> this is happening. Yeah. And like even the fact that you're saying that this is happening, like you're comparing it to something like one four, that's crazy. Because yeah. like you know we know what rap can do. You know what I'm saying? So mm. like for them and those people, like they're probably involved with it for those reasons. For us, but we're just doing this because like all of our best friends and all of our family were met through going to this music. Like yeah. most of our friends actually, bro, have been friends for m- 10 years minimum. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And the people that we make music with, people we record with, people that book our shows, people that like we work with, mm-hmm. we've been doing this shit forever. You know what I'm saying? And that's all we're just trying to, to maintain is just harboring this culture for the next generation so mm-hmm. they can have some grassroots organic mm-hmm. community that they can walk into that's like away from, I don't know, the bullshit of the mainstream societies. Yeah. We just want to build that because we feel that there's like real tangible relationships that can come out of that mm. lifelong meaningful relationships and anything beyond that is just crazy yeah. so what we're trying to reckon with now because we know that what we are involved with is something that is so special but difficult to define is that honestly bro we're trying to navigate it and balance it because with every kind of level up and every kind of next success and step forward it's like well what does this actually mean for hardcore and, mm. and, and australian hardcore where it's just something that's been completely self-regulated forever, something that's like, that's so built with our own hands. Like, yeah. for example, I'm very aware of the fact that like people are seeing these viral videos yeah. of like people fully moshing and going crazy in the pit, yeah. and like it's going viral because people don't understand it and yeah. they're, they're, mm. they're shocked by it. But it's like for a lot of us that are involved with like we, this is just quite normal. No, this was like, before camera phones. But people, yeah, yeah. exactly. But yeah. but like. This is not some shit where you just come in and you just fuck up anybody in the pit. You know yeah. what I mean? And mm. just fight for the sake of fighting. Like that's the thing. It's just like it's special because we all understand what's happening yeah. and we all accept it. And like, yeah, everyone's like, it looks aggressive and everything, but it's out of it's out of the best of intentions. Yeah, you yeah. know, ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Other than the people that get it twisted, and when, there's always going to be some people that get it twisted, and those people get weeded out. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Very easily. And that's how people that just want to run in for a punch on fully. Yeah. That's yeah. how. That's how you know. We always say like. Come educate yourself and stay. And if you don't like it, you'll probably figure yourself figure it out for yourself soon enough. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But like our job now is to just really see like what is how do we navigate all of this and 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 keep pushing, promoting Australian hardcore and yeah. this without the culture becoming diluted. Yeah. You know? So that's just that's kind of the place that we're at now. And like the mission of the band always started for that. The yeah. mission of the band was just to ignite some more excitement about Australian hardcore. Yeah. That was it. How do you keep the reins on it? That's what I mean. I I know my thinking was prior to sitting down with you guys and realizing this was happening in the suburbs i always viewed it as something that was had a coasty edge to it in australia mm. um, that's particularly as a queenslander and we all knew what was happening in byron before yep. the hemsworths before all this shit 
we knew what was going on. That was their thing. And then you'd hear about it in Wollongong and you'd hear mm-hmm. about it in these other kind of rough. And Byron was rough, not mm. even a generation ago. These were all the sons of strung out fucking Vietnam veterans and they were fucking hardcore. And and, and you'd see that, you still see that emulating Coffs Harbour and, and Wollongong. But it, it seems like it was everywhere at yeah. the time. What do you think of the of, of the changing face? I see you guys in the clips dressed like West, well, not Western Sydney, but Sydney lads, you know, mm. like... Are you giving it a, an urban edge? Like, were people dressing like you guys were back in the day? Or was it, I mean, you guys do it. That, that was one thing I noticed. I mean, I, I saw the clip, I heard the air horn, and then I go, <laughs> these guys are going to start rapping. Mm. And then I, then I realized what it was. And I saw you on the Harbour Bridge. Yeah. I mean, the, the style's definitely changed over the years. When we were coming into it, you're right, it was, mm. there was a real cozy edge to it. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of, of boardies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, like if you went to a show in 2006, 2007, yeah. it was a ton of like yeah. bleach hair and yeah, just surfers and skaters yeah. and stuff. Now I think, um, because it's changed so much and it, it went through almost like a decade of, you know, having a hundred, 120 odd people at a show at yeah. best. So there was a winter. Is that what you're saying? Oh, 100%. Right, it was yeah. a long winter. Yeah, yeah. huge one. Yeah. Um, but I think the people that kind of have stuck around are people that have been into hardcore for, you know, most of their life. Right. Like, you know, people like us. And so this is what it looks like resuscitated. I think so. This is why we started Speed, bro. Yeah. We literally started Speed because we had been going to shows for five or six years that had just becoming like pretty much for the most part getting worse and worse and worse. And we we're like, we got to do something about it. We yeah. just got to start. The only the only way that you can keep the wheels turning is just to have another band to play shows. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So that was the reason why. And that's also why, like, this shit is so crazy that yeah. it's just happened so quick. Especially, bro, we played four shows before we went to COVID. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, we literally started and very we played one show at the very end of 2019. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a tough time to start a band. Well, yeah. we obviously had no idea that what was going to happen, but, yeah. like, it's insane. Like, yeah. that's, that's also why this is just fucking crazy. But in yeah. terms of, like, you know, the way we look or whatever, like, mm. we're a hardcore band, but... We're, we're, we're purely a hardcore band, you know, but I think that a big reason is that, like, number one, people just aren't aware of it. Like, you have preconceptions of what hardcore yeah. looks like. You know what I'm saying? For yeah. sure. I think, yeah, I think aesthetically we are very much a hardcore band, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, if you go back to, like, 80s New York hardcore, like, it's a lot of sports where, like, the whole, yeah. like, youth yeah, crew movement sure. is just a bunch of yeah. young people in fucking Nike basketball shorts mm-hmm. and shit. And that's kind of just always what it has been everywhere else in the world. So that's kind of just like the style that we've adopted. Is there, is there an overlap in the genres of hip hop and, and hardcore? I mean, I'm looking at a man who represents it in the corner of the room. For right sure, now, yeah, yeah. 24 Karak Kev. Do you see that overlap? Do you yeah. see? Yep. I mean, I know that's a thing, and this is a tangent, but I remember Paul Kelly, Australian rock god, said he always noticed the similarities between hip hop and country in the fact that you can do it with, with little. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep. You know, country music, you just need one guitar. Yeah. And um, would you say there's a similar You can extend thing the same there? to hardcore, it's, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's, an accessible, yeah. it's an accessible thing for any kid. Absolutely, yeah. bro. I mean, look at any of the guys that, like, uh, your Mad Balls and your Biohazards and mm-hmm. your Noxus Fronts were, like, rubbing shoulders with back in the 90s, mm-hmm. which is, like, the people, other people don't listen, like, listening in. Like, if you put your head into hardcore and you start to look around, like, there could... I'm going to pull out a figure right now, but I would say that's like 40, at least like 40 different subgenres of hardcore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all of them are pulling from different things. Some of them can sound so wildly different and mm-hmm. look different and yeah. behave different, slightly differently on stage or whatever, but they all come under the rail of hardcore. And and what Speed is doing is, is it, our brand of it is pulling from 90s hardcore where yeah. Yeah. it was the cross-section of New York hardcore, of cross-section of hip-hop and hardcore. Yeah, a lot of graffiti time. writers and, yeah. and, and that sort of thing, you know yeah. what I mean? And then... It still applies today as well. You know, we're playing a show in the UK next year, a big festival, and like, it's a ton of hardcore bands. But then you've got like Denzel Curry, yeah, okay. um, El, Sweatshirt. El Sweatshirt. You know, like a bunch of a bunch of rappers and stuff on yeah. it as well. So yeah. there's always 
overlap. I mean, uh, for us personally, like we listen to a ton of hip hop as well. Um, it's, it for us, it, it's it's also about Sydney's fresh man. Like mm-hmm. we're we're Australian hardcore band, and we're not influenced exactly by like what the Americans might be influenced. We just we grew up in Sydney. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like my brother Aaron is like the freshest kind of nut. You know, mm-hmm. he's the freshest kind of any of us know. You know, like that's also part of why we've been making videos. But yeah. like not many hardcore bands made heaps of videos yeah. contemporary. Yeah. Not many heaps contemporary hardcore bands made a lot of videos, and we did it because we were like, this is what we look like. This is who we are. This is where we yeah. come from. This is what Sydney, Australia looks like to us. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that and, was and, it. And but that I mean, it was an interesting thing. I, I think it might have been your brother I saw in an interview saying, aside from the fact you know you've broken the ceiling on tokenization, you know there've been lots of bands with Asian Australians in them, but there's been one in it. You know what I mean? So for the first time we see more than one Asian guy on the stage. But I think it was your brother said. Uh, you sure it was him or was it me? Or was it Dennis? <laughs> no, no, I think it was your brother. I think it was your brother who was talking about being hard Asian men. He seems like a little bit of a live wire, that one. Um, but do you feel that that's presenting something to the kids as well? You know, that it's uh, it's hardcore. We get it. You've given everyone license to like this um, mm-hmm. in, in communities that didn't know if it was really for them and you've opened up participation and all that. But also... Asian Australia isn't presented like this. Exactly. Anywhere else. Like, it's not, you know. I'm, I'm having, but I'm having a bit of goosebumps right now even yeah. saying that because yeah. it's like, it's crazy, like, just to be like, to live in, in my own shoes for so long mm. and to not really know how to put it to words and just see, like, there's been a, ri- a huge rise of Asian success in the Western world in the last, like, five to ten years, for mm. sure, in all subsets of media. Mm. But it's been very hard for me to see that and be like, yeah, that's me or like to really find an affinity with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I haven't been able to put my finger on it because it's a hard thing to kind of verbalize. And when we started this band, it was kind of like, I don't know, like I, I'm not inspired by this rapper or like by this artist or this comedian, you know what I mean? Like, mm. I don't know why they're Asian, but I'm not fully, that, I just don't see myself in that. Yeah. And the only re- the only thing that we could do to address that was, well, I'm just going to put myself into my art and just, yeah. this is what we do and this is what we look like. Yeah. And it's, the response of like all these other people being like, that's what I fuck with too. And yeah. like, I, I feel that, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, that, that has just kind of validated what we've been doing, I guess, but also just being like, it's helped me understand. And I think like we're on a journey right now, like mm-hmm. just fucking understanding what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that it, like we're first generation, first generation Chinese, Malaysian, Australian. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my, my, my parents came from Malaysia here. Okay, and, and we were born here. And I just think that, that there's a lot of people that have a similar ex- experience in a Western country who come from ethnic countries and I'm realizing that maybe that's a, sto- a story that wasn't always told. Yep. Do you know what I'm saying? Not only just Asians. Like I have like I saw a comment on the on on YouTube today or yesterday that was like, yeah, this is why I fuck with this Asians, Australians, just like uh, Mexican Americans, Mexicans in America or something. Like some, I think Mexican had, person had commented that on one of our videos, and I don't know. I, I'm seeing like. I think there's a lot of commonalities between, I guess, what we're putting on show mm. and the, our experience and what we've talked about, and people that are, yeah, you know, first generation or, or you know, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I know that they definitely had their moment um, with with some of those Chicano bands back in the day too, mm. like you know, playing guitar and you know, swinging baseball bats. Actually, mm. you know, I can see that parallel there. You've released a song, um, and I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. It's about Asian hate crime. You said you're not a political band. Not that nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said you're not a uh, political band, but you, you released a song because it was of the time, right? Um, that was everywhere. What has the reception of that been? Speaking of the pressure valve of hardcore music combined with a community that don't get to say that, you know, that often, or at least not on a stage in front of screaming kids. Mm. Has that resonated around the world? I mean, you, I know you went overseas. Are you seeing are you seeing the crowd jump a little bit high for that one? Um, 
yeah, it's it's probably our one of our biggest yeah, songs for sure. Um, yeah. But we had a documentary that came out um, mm. that was made on us um, by East, uh, Eastern Standard Times, and we spoke about it in that. And That's why I saw your brother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, like writing about these kind of themes, which is just kind of like you know, we're, we're progressive, you know, um, and and just I don't know, just people with morals, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, this is. This is something that that goes hand in hand with hardcore music for the, you know yeah, with yeah. the community like like it, for, for for me to say stuff like that I feel like I'm just living in an echo chamber anyway yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying mm. but it's not it's it's not even an echo chamber as you said it's it's actually rare you know as your brother said hard Asian men of course this is how they're going to respond to what's happening in the world but you've you've given that at least that song you know you're not mm. a political member you've given that song to um, a global community really I mean how was it received in America okay I'll tell you bro. A little back it up. This band had one mission, okay, mm-hmm. when we were playing this band. We're trying to keep the wheels turning on Australian hardcore. We wanted to play some sick shows. We wanted to bring hardcore back to a place where people where people were, uh, there was more of an affluent community, yeah. okay? And people could just go to shows. That was our goal. And they had one bucket list thing, bro, and it was to go to America and experience American hardcore. America is the mecca for this. This is mm-hmm. where all the best bands are from. They created the style. They don't need to look anywhere else outside of America other than themselves. And that's mm-hmm. why Australian hardcore has never really broken out into mm-hmm. there before, okay? We fucking played our first ever show, which is our, in America, overseas, which is our 15th show, <laughs> literally at the biggest hardcore <laughs> festival like of all time. Yeah. Mm. And it was, bro, it was not even a movie. It was, yeah. it was, and it wasn't even a dream because I haven't even dreamed anything like that before. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is not, this is music that's meant to be enjoyed by a hundred people in a small bar yeah. where you spink at your best friends and yeah. then go get ice cream after. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. this is not meant to be 6,000 people like singing a shit and then having like three pits where yeah. everyone's just fully going crazy and three making a pits. and like you see that shit for, for metal okay you see that mm. you see that stuff for metal but this is a different thing and mm. this is a purely hardcore festival and it was just like for us being an Australian band you can probably count the amount of Australian hardcore bands that have ever gone there on, on probably two hands or mm-hmm. like just about maybe two and a half hands right? mm-hmm. for us to go over there and have that kind of experience and be received and then now everything that's happening it really is bro it's, it's more than a dream because yeah. like Especially now, like a year ago, bro, we were sitting at home trying not to get COVID. Mm-hmm. And then literally six six months later after that, we were in playing and met 6,000 people in LA, yeah, like yeah. being asked to play. Like what, like, it was just, yeah. Is is your music, are there themes to your songs or are there songs? Because that, that song we just spoke about before, there's a theme to it, right? Mm. For um, me, bro, like I write, okay, we write the music and it's firstly, number one, it, I, I'm envisioning, if you hear that music, it should, it, like, you should be able to achieve anything in that second. You should yeah. feel so G'd up. Mm. I'm pulling. It's like meant to be PB music, bro. Yeah. We go to we go to the gym. We're the gym. Speed the yeah. gym. Band, I can bro. tell, boys. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, it's literally PB music, bro. I'm imagining like I got we have oh, it's PB music, personal best music. Literally, yeah. 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 If you're gonna go pull your hunt, you want rap max. You put like every single riff, every breakdown, everything is written like what is what yeah. am I listening to yeah. when I'm pulling my PB? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So that's the first thing. And then secondly. More than anything, man, it's just meant to be music that's just been about like just backing yourself, championing yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just owning yourself and being confident because like, you know, I know what it feels like to feel like I'm not not deserving of, of, of time in the limelight or, or, or like just to feel, I guess. Not deserving of a PB. Self- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not strong enough. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it literally, this is just personally, bro, I, I, I feel confident. I think the rest of us in speed feel confident. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But we, know, we all recognize that there are many paths that have set up, that we've been on that have set us and brought us to this place, which enable us to make this kind of music and put ourselves on a platform like this. And I'm, we recognize, bro, that there's a large majority of people out there that did not have the same experience for mm-hmm. no fault of their own. So mm-hmm. they only re- we found ourselves in this position now, so the only re- reaction to that is when we're trying to make music, is just to try and shed some light on that and hope that some people can just feel, mm-hmm. you know, that too. Like we're, we're fully fucking normal people, bro. Yeah. We're fully, we're just hardcore kids, you yeah. know what I mean? So like, 
that was all it was meant to be. Just mm. like Jing up and like when I write the music, it's like, what would I say? You know, if like if I'm talking to someone about this theme, like I'm not an angry person at all. Yeah. But if I had to be fired up in that like, you know, in that moment, how would I say it? And that's just how that's just how it's written. And yeah. and and it's just it's backing yourself and just having living with compassion without trying to feel too corny. But yeah. I know it sounds hard, and people think we're hard. <laughs> <laughs> Our brand of hard, bro. He's been fresh and been a good person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah, that's, yeah, that's sure. our brand of art, bro. Yeah. And it's, it's just, I don't know. I think it's just, bro, it's a spin out, man. We write I, we write and we operate and we do everything that we, 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 with our art. And it's just just written for our friends yeah. and our family. And the fact that it's just people over around the world and like yourself talk about life. it. It's yeah. crazy. Like yeah. it just, I think the common experience as well of hardcore kids is always like you feel underrepresented. I think mm-hmm. if you talk to like, you know, People in hardcore come from all sorts of different yeah. walks of life. You know, so many of our friends that we've grown up with uh, have lived very, very different lives to us. But yeah. the one thing that everybody feels is they don't yep. feel represented by mainstream society. Yeah. And so I think one and of the dwells. Yeah. exactly, yeah. And I think one of the main things that people take away from the music is that it, yeah, it, it inspires this confidence in yeah. you. It it makes you proud to be in control of your own narrative, and yeah. it, it's kind of like an armor. I think, yeah. and I, I think that's kind of definitely the attitude that we approach speed with it's it, it's meant to be music that people can listen to and feel confident when they listen to mm-hmm. it and feel represented by it and i think like going back to that song not that nice i think while yes anecdotally it's it, it's talking about a very specific experience for asian people it can be applied to anybody who mm-hmm. who feels like you know they're rejecting this notion of being walked over you know yeah. what i mean I, I think that's what it kind of comes down to 100 percent. yeah well Boys, I'm loving the energy in the room here today. I haven't I haven't actually seen you on stage yet, so I look forward to seeing the energy there in the pit. <laughs> yeah, um, you're very welcome. <laughs> I'll be, it sounds like everyone is, and that's and that's the beauty of this all. In terms of the Australian hardcore scene, it looks like a bit of a hockey stick in in play here. Um, there was a long winter, but uh, you guys are skyrocketing, and then you're going to be at the top of that uh, scene on this trajectory. Heading to space. Um, you've already done LA. We'll see where you go from there. But uh, thanks for joining me today, guys. What a yarn. Dude, thank, thank you, you so much. much. It's awesome to be here. Legend. Appreciate yeah. it, man.